You're listening to the Podcast Factory. Yes, greetings everyone. This is Kabaka Pyramid from Kingston, Jamaica. I, I'm actually in the uh, beginning of making a, a song that's called Stop Touching My Belly, I'm Lactose Intolerant. When I was, you know, when I was a baby, I was really into just uh, doing weird pictures and I wanted to be an artist when I was a kid. I just want to be able to continue on doing what we're doing and have Metal Church get out there to get to the level where the band deserves to be, where Kurt Vanderhoof deserves to be, and the music that he's written. That, that's what I would like. But all you had to do was be able to make some noise and express yourself and it was complete freedom and there were no rules and no expectations. There was simply self-expression. Reach to the stars, uh, do the best you can. Put all your energy behind whatever you partake in life. Do the best, do it 100%. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of What's Your Story? Today we have actress Lily Borden on the other side of the mic. Hey Lily, uh, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. I'm from New York. I was born and raised in Manhattan. And then we moved out to Westchester, which is like a suburb. And my parents are both Hungarian. But my father had a restaurant in Manhattan that's a French restaurant. So I learned to speak French slowly. You know, so my French is like, je me débrouille, I can, you know, get by. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. Um, yeah, we speak French here too, so that's always an advantage. So I completely understood you. Now, um, to get things started, um, is there a big ch difference between the movie scene in Hungary and the movie scene in the States? Uh, yes, there's a, you know, it's a bigger country in the U.S., so everybody fends for themselves. In Hungary, there's a film fund. There's always been a film fund. Um, so in recent years, we've been nominated for several Oscars. We've won uh, very prestigious awards around the world. Uh, so, so the film world in Hungary is um, occupies, you know, more of a, a sort of a communal vibe. I guess that's how it is in Belgium and in all of Europe. We get funding from the EU as well. And here in the States, it's, the studio system is still very strong, but also independent studios and independent filmmakers. And then television is becoming more strong. Uh, Europe is following suit with the TV series, um, as you know. But I, you know, it's, um, I think there's a lot more films made here, obviously, because it's a bigger country and the market is, is, is bigger for it as well. But I think the quality of films, you know, there's, a, there's, there's more tiers of qualities of films as well. So I'm very proud to be part of a movie like The Nun, which is number one and, you know, has great actors like Jonas Bloquet. Yeah, The Nun, that's of course um, a crazy movie. Um, I, I don't watch uh, a lot of scary movies because uh, I always get frightened a lot. But I, I'm sure I'll, I'll see it in, in cinemas, in theaters soon. Um, but I'll bring a couple of friends because, yeah, that's one scary movie. <laughs> it's the first movie, it's the first horror movie that I've seen on the big screen. And I have to say it's a, 
it's a very different experience watching it on a small screen at home and watching it on a big movie theater and it was terrifying um, but it was it was a lot of fun as well there's a lot of uh, especially with Jonas's character I'm bringing him up because obviously he's Belgian but I, but um, he's you know he's very funny as well so there's a lot of jokes and humor and my scenes were with him not all of my scenes made it into the film but um, but I did shoot with all of them with him and the one that stayed in is a very good scene with him as well well I, I haven't seen it yet because um, it was actually the avant, avant premiere uh, the day before yesterday so I'll, I'll probably watch it uh, this weekend so yeah do you guys have Halloween Well, um, it's getting more and more popular here, but uh, not every home already provides candy for the kids. Here, it's everyone. Every single neighborhood has, you know, I would say about about half of the homes have candy for the kids and the kids know where exactly to go. You know, they go to like the wealthier areas because they get better candy. So are you also doing trick or treat or... I used to. Um, now, you know, we, we live in a neighborhood where kids don't really come. Not because we're not, you know, in a nice neighborhood, but because it's just not set up. There's not a lot of kids in our area. So, um, you know, we go usually to friends' houses who have kids and we just wait and give out the candy. It's a lot of fun to, to see the little, little kids in the costumes. So. But that's when all of these movies come out. You know, this season is for, for scary movies. So I, I can imagine that there will be a lot of nuns, of course, now. Ah, you're right. There will be. That's true. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Now you also moved back to Hungary? Yes, I moved to Budapest after drama school and studying in college. And uh, I started working in the film and theater world in Budapest and in Prague as well. And uh, I lived there for four years. My family had moved back, so I was with them and I wanted to be close to them. And then something, I had a, I got a bug in me and I said, oh, I have to go to L.A. Even though I'd never, uh, as an adult, never been to L.A. And I came here 10 years ago. So I've been here for a decade in Los Angeles. Now, I personally love Budapest. I think it's the most wonderful city I've seen so far. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Thank you. Well, it's true because um, everything I actually expected to see in France, in Paris, um, I actually saw in Budapest. That's amazing. They say we're the Paris of the East. So you, you, tu as de raison. Because we, they say that we're the Paris of the East and it's smaller, it's smaller scale. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, developed development in the city for the next two years they're saying buy you know property built homes um, there's a lot of growth and opportunity for growth in the city and the city is blooming and becoming beautiful and there's so much art as you say in the streets there's music and you can walk along the river and take the old tram the tram number two is my favorite tram along the river you have Buddha and you have Pest and you have the Bath and it's uh it's a stunning city and then there's the, this sort of underground uh theater and music movement and uh these sort of private clubs and speakeasy bars you know that that you don't know are there but they're world-class like world-level mixologists and drinks 
and food actually is wonderful too there now. Incredible, yeah, such good design, um, great hotels. It's it's a blooming city. It's a city in bloom, and it it embraces its own identity. So, you know, a lot of the buildings are still torn down and um, or or shot up with bullet holes and shrapnel and. You know the history there, 1956, the revolution, and World War II, and remnants of communism, and those old communist block buildings that are next to these beautiful imperial palaces. It's a very anachronistic, and it's a very shocking to someone to see that kind of beauty next to that kind of um, ruin. And uh, yeah, I and I've seen it growing up as a kid. You know, since because I was. Uh, I was there as a kid even before the Russians left, the Ruskis we called them. And uh, so I've seen the country and the city become, come into its own and come into itself. Now you were playing in theater in Hungary. Uh, was it the big step from theater to the big screen? Uh, it was a very natural step. In Hungary there's a, a big industry for, um, for, for films, you know, foreign films, British films, U.S. films, series are filming there as well. So there's a big booming film market. So for me to go, you know, from theater to film was a very easy thing. I was one of the, one of just maybe like a, a handful of actresses who spoke English. And so they were always hiring me for local hire things. And after a while, I said, okay, this is wonderful. I can do this for the rest of my life. Or I can move to a bigger market and get bigger roles and get paid better and get benefits and get, you know, be part of a union, which I am. So while it was a good gig, I wanted more. So you, I, I, that's why I made the move. But I could have been very, you know, happy probably for the rest of my life working there as an actress. Now, next to acting, you also already produced uh, a film and where you even co-starred in. Yes, uh, that was my first feature that I produced. Uh, I've produced short films before, but this was the first feature. And we opened at the Montreal World Film Festival a couple of weeks ago and we won the first prize, the grand prize there. It's about the making of Casablanca. It's um, a scripted, biographical, historical film about Michael Curtiz. He was the most famous Hungarian director in Hollywood. He made about 117 films, and uh, he won, for this particular film, he won Best Director, I think Best Picture, for Casablanca. And I played the role of Irene Lee. Irene Lee was a... Um, she was working in the studio system. She started out as an actress and became... A story editor. So she found the play Everybody Comes to Rick's that the movie Casablanca, which we all know, of course, is is based on this play. So um, so I played her as well as helped produce the film. I brought um, my original intent was to bring funding from the states because it's such a universal theme. But what I ended up doing is just building the team here in the states, uh, very bringing various producers to the project, and um, you know being part of that. Now, was there any secret ritual before the film festival started to win the prize? Ah, well, honestly, it helps to be there. Uh, I think we were one of the youngest crews 
there and we probably out of the whole team had the most members that were there we there were about i don't know eight or nine of us who flew from all over the world one person was at the venice film festival our dp was uh, our lead actress was at the was going to the venice film festival for another film um that premiered there so so i was coming from los angeles uh the director and the producers were coming from hungary So we all met and the writers, we, uh, one of the writers was coming from New York. Um, so we all met in Montreal and we were so excited and we, we made sure to talk to everyone and to, so I think it definitely helped. It, it was, it was because I think maybe the film itself stands on, you know, it has legs, but I think it helps at a festival when the team is there to accept an award and to, I had to leave because of the nun premiere. But I was there for the beginning and for the screening. Um, but yeah, I heard about the the, the win um, from you know an email. So, but it, but I was glad that I was at least able to be there for some of the festival. Uh, of course, congratulations for the amazing achievement. Uh, now, um, if people go watch a movie uh, where you starred in, how would you like people to remember you by? Um, as someone who told the story of the character who was true, who they believed that they could get lost in the, in the story, not just my performance, but in the whole story, I like to, I think that's why I became involved in producing as well, because I, when I work on a project, I embrace the whole movie from the beginning to end. I like to go to my premieres. I like to accompany the film to as many festivals as physically possible and, you know, financially possible. Um, so I, I like to be thought of as a storyteller and I think acting is such a powerful way to tell a story, to become another person, to become a character. Um, but I love all aspects of filmmaking. I've started writing and producing. So, um, I really don't, don't know my specific role yet, but I think it's formulating right now. Now, next to the acting, producing Uh, you're also involved in, in children with autism? Yes, it's a cause of mine. Um, this uh, autism thing kind of fell into my world because I had a friend, another actress, she started a foundation. She's a dance, she's a professional dancer and dance teacher. And so we started teaching dance to children with autism as a sort of therapy. And this was about eight years ago. And we're... I'm teaching on this Saturday. We're continuing to um, find ways to help these children connect uh, to themselves and to their parents and to their siblings who are also part of the class through dance and movement. And we incorporate touch. So um, we help, we move them into the position. Um, we do Reiki healing, which is uh, uh, an ancient Japanese Uh, it's based on Qigong healing technique. It, it puts the children in an alpha state. It calms them. So they're drawn to this kind of healing energy as well. And that incorporated with the movement and the dance is this very beautiful, you know, 45-minute class that we do here in, in Los Angeles. And we'd like to, you know, share it with the world because we find it to be so helpful. But it's called guidance. It's called guidance autism, and the website is guidanceautism.com. So, if anyone wants to contribute or help, that's the address to go. Oh, that would be that would be much appreciated. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 
um, yeah. And we and we have volunteers. So if anyone's ever here and wants to volunteer in one of our classes, uh, we have a little mini training for that as well. And we always take donations as well, so we can go into the schools and help children in 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 um, schools with with special needs. If you could only bring three things with you on a deserted island, what would it be? Uh, well, okay, so if it's given that I have oxygen, you know, air to breathe, and I have water, clean, fresh water to drink, and food, okay, okay, like maybe like a chef, I would take a chef with me, you know, to cook the most amazing meals and catch the fish for me. Um, I would, uh, I would take, um, let's see, I would take, uh, my husband. I had to think about that one. <laughs> um, I would, uh, I would take, uh, books, an endless supply of books because, um, I would finally have the time to read. Yes, I'm very interested in... Uh, my interests are so random and varied, you know, that I would take books on um, healing, you know, natural healing methods, herbolo herbology, um, uh, natural healing techniques, energy healing. I'm really interested in blockchain technology. So I would take many, many books that I have to catch up on with that, how to run businesses, how, uh, communication techniques. I'm very interested in communication uh, as a technology, communication between people, between individuals and in, in private relationships, as well as in the, in the structure of a, of, of a business. Um, I'm interested in uh, movies. I would like to learn about more about film distribution. Um, I'm learning through, you know, obviously my experiences Uh, it, as an actor, even uh, watching films and my films, how how their distribution works. So I'm interested in a lot of things. But I guess these things would be, if I were alone on a desert island and I was going to die there, these things would probably be moot points because obviously I won't be distributing any films on a deserted island. But yeah, of course you have the the husband and and the chef to entertain. That's true. <laughs> Maybe I'd have a massage therapist as well. Maybe I should just teach my husband how to cook and give me better massages. And then I would be perfectly okay with one person. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would read them as well. I would read them as well. Now, mentioning blockchain and technology, you also star in Battlestar Galactica. And that's where, where robots turn against mankind, in fact. Um, do you think that, that how AI is turning out at this moment with some failed projects, um, that we could uh, end up in that situation? Well, um, I'm not really up to speed on, the, on where things are at the moment, but um, I know you know, it's obvious the potential is enormous. Um, but I don't know how far they would go with, with that. It would change the economy drastically. Um, if robots were to replace people like in the service industry or, you know, it's already happening in factories. I, I don't know, honestly, I don't know where, where it could lead. The, the social implications are massive. Um, 
and and you know, uh, I thought about this a lot. I read Westworld. I I watched the movie, and I was I had a, a role in Westworld the series as well, and that made me like you know a lot of times the roles that I get, they're like even learning languages and you know having to learn lines in different languages, like having to learn you know when you're playing a doctor, when you're playing a scientist, when you're playing. Um, a fortune teller or when you're playing a robot or dealing with these themes I learn a lot through the craft of acting and that's a blessing of this work you know I think that's why I'm, I'm also able to stay open to so many different things and interests because of acting well there, there was actually an AI project from Facebook um, where two AI robots um, started talking to each other um, and made up their own language so that human humans couldn't understand. Yes, I heard about this and they shut it down really quickly. I would love to see the transcript of this. Um, talk about cryptography, you know, and it's fascinating. Yeah, there's even an, uh, a YouTube video um, I recently watched where uh, two voice assistants started talking to each other, and one of the one of the two said that um, the weather, the world will be better off without humans. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm adding that to my list of videos to watch, as well as these AIs communicate uh, the the two AIs that that started developing their own language. They're fascinating. Now, uh, back to the acting, of course. Um, if there was any actress, actor you would like to co-star with, any either you would like to co-star with, who would it be? I love um, Toni Collette. Uh, I think she's a fabulous actress. Um, uh, em em Emily Watson. She was in Breaking, Breaking the Waves. I love uh, Lars von Trier. Um, I, especially his earlier films. So if he made one like that, I would be on board. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, Ron Howard. Uh, I, I've gotten a chance to work with some people that I really. I want to work with James Wan again. I worked with him. He was a producer on The Nun, but I would like to work with him again as a, you know, uh, working under him when he's directing as well. Um, let's see, I, but I think for now I would be happy with, with something like that, you know, I would love to be uh, a regular on a TV show. I've been guest, I've been a guest, I've been a recurring, um, but I, I haven't had the opportunity to follow a character and I've wanted that since I was a kid to be one character for a whole season and then maybe for another season. And then as long as as long as the story takes to, to unfold, I would love to be part of something like that. I love features and it's been mostly focusing on features in my career, but I would be ready now for, um, for more, something more long-term like that. And, and what would be then the type of series you would love to star in? Um, I love uh, House of Cards. I know that it's nearing the end. I, I, I've auditioned for that a few times and have gotten close to booking that. It didn't work out. But something like that or something more, more period like Man in the High Castle, 
And then, uh, of course, The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale would be a dream come true to be part of that, that Hulu show. And um, just, a, just I, I love drama. Uh, I Comedy has been creeping up for me as well, but it's been mostly, it's been mostly drama that sits well with me. Now, of course, in a role like that, um, once you're a regular, you're constantly on the show, um, I can imagine that, that you can put a lot of yourself into the, the character and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it happen actually to friends even, where they become the character that they're playing. You know, when a character is so intense, um, it's so powerful, and it becomes a part of your identity. I think I, I carry a little bit of everyone that I've ever been in a movie or on a show. It's hard, it's, it's tricky to separate uh, art and to separate art and, uh, and life, especially when you're on a series and being that character day after day. Now, you also recently had a, a poker game? <laughs> yes, I had a few. I've been going to a lot of poker tournaments. Now, I think the most important question, were you able to keep a bluff? That's a great question. I I wasn't. Um, you, would, you would think that as an actor, I would be great at keeping a poker face. Um, you know, I even tried to use my, my magical power of acting and uh, kind of fake people out. I realized that part of the game of poker is it can be in key moments is faking out your, you know, your your adversaries, your competitors, your fellow players. So I did try to use my acting and act like I had a really good hand and I had a horrible hand um, and it worked. So my poker face didn't work, but my when I when I was actively acting, uh, it worked for me really well. It was all for a good cause, yes. I will act for good causes. Now, Lily, final question. If the whole world was listening right now, what would you say? Oh, that's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful question. Okay, let's say the whole world is listening right now. I would, um, I would put my hands together and uh, do my Reiki symbol. I'm doing it right now. And I'm sending Reiki healing energy to the world and um, awakening their healing power within, their power to transform any situation into something that can be beneficial to them, that can be a positive for them, that can make them smile and others around them as well. Now, Lily, thanks for the great talk. Thanks for making the time. Thanks for the very nice gesture, of course. <laughs> thank you thank you so much no this was an honor to speak with you and that concludes our amazing interview with Lily um, lovely talk uh, amazing go follow her go see her movies uh, and now you're you're here uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast uh, follow us on Instagram Facebook Twitter uh, just give us a like and, and yeah just let us know what you thought about the podcast thanks again and until next time